Good evening, Terry. Good evening. So good to have you. I know it's a bit late, you know. Uh, everybody's busy, so we managed to have this time to convene. And um, right, Terry, can you tell my audience a bit more about yourself, especially um, why you call yourself Watery Boy? Hi, my name is Terry Wart. Um, you'll find me on social media as Wart Terry in most places. Lucky for me, there isn't many of us on the planet. And my name, as you say it quickly backwards, it's Watery, being that I am a high ticket affiliate marketer for Canon um, Water. We distribute the best water machines, ionizers on the planet, um, proven, and it's a great business to be in for the, the legacy that you can pass on to your kids, the premium health, back to origins, and just everything that the 50-year-old company and its ethos for true health, wealth in your mind, physical and financial body in your life. It cannot be faltered. So me being the watery boy, turning my own health journey around is, uh, is something that I'm passionate to share with people now. Wow. Well, I remember I met you in one of Rob's meetings and the way you spoke so passionately about your journey what took you on this um wonderful journey of discovery so tell us what actually happened well being a young lad a um a lad that used to like playing pool um playing darts i was a publican for the best part of 20 years and everything was always about the party the entertainment um in the hospitality trade it didn't dawn on me until I hit my mid-30s how much a detriment to my health that lifestyle was. Um, I had, my daughter was born in my early 30s, and a few years after that, my, my mindset started to change about life longevity, about wanting to be around, also about legacy and building long-term wealth for her, and mainly about having freedom, freedom of choice to be able to do the things we want to do. And I had a health scare. I was near 100 kilos, and as you well know, I'm not a tall man. Um, so 100 kilos on, on this uh, British beefcake, I was a, I was a big boy. Um, I was happy with it. You know, I was quite happy, you know, drinking beer, watching football, going out for meals, having takeaways, and it really just was the norm. Like most of us, a major majority of us um, are living that lifestyle. Um, yeah, sure, we go to gyms, we're mindful to go on diets and things like that. But it's not until something really happens that kind of scares us, puts a bit of fear into us and gives a little bit of that realisation for longevity and quality of life that um, that something had to change. So the long and short of it was was I had problems where I was having problems, like bladder, bladdery problems, um, with like, needing to go to the toilet frequently. So being a man in his 30s, you can go get checked out, prostate, that kind of thing. They did all my blood works and everything was through the roof. So she, in no uncertain terms, said, you're not going to live very long, Mr. Watt, if you carry on going the way you're going. Oh. So I was a couple of years into having a, a bar in Spain and... I had various friends and, and different social elements um, to my life. And one that I picked up very, uh, very necessarily was going to the gym, cycling out on the canal roads. And so I got myself a personal trainer to help me, um, basically to keep me accountable. Because, you know, let's face it, we're always do a little bit more. If 10% more, if someone's just stood by us, let That's alone right. <laughs> 40% more, if someone's actually cracking a whip. Um, so Kevin um, is a still long life friend and, and also now kind of a personal trainer still. Um, 
he really helped me over a two-year period to get my weight down. And what happened was is I actually yo-yoed and spiraled up and down a few times. So it became very apparent to me. I was about 37 years old now. Um, I'm 42. Um, 37 when I was this was all going on. I'm 42 now. So it became very apparent that the problem wasn't the diets, the training. It was this whole monotonous circle of like having something to aim for, hitting that target, then basically having a bit of a break, being lenient, and then it just like piling back on. So actually, I didn't just need a, a, a personal trainer in the gym. I needed a personal trainer in life. So my mindset was wrong. I needed to basically become the person, the fun person that was having drinks and going out and having fun. I needed to become one that person as a sober, healthy man. And also I needed to be able to get in the gym and to keep myself accountable when mm. those rainy days or those days when you've got a little bit of an ache and you don't want to put the work in. Mm. So thus went my journey, my health journey of coming back to the UK because on the back of me wanting to become fitter and healthier and get those blood works that the doctor scared me uh, mm. down. Um, I also had a few other um, serious problems, which I'm still actually suffering with today. Um, ended up being having a spinal surgery, which um, basically after a few MRI scans found out that I had a seven spinal cords, having sort of numbness in hands and feet, struggling to train, not being able to grip. That was a byproduct of of this severed spinal cord so they replaced the disc in my neck mm. uh, lucky for me this was a year and a half after returning from spain on my spiritual journey i call it knowing mm. that something was um needed to change in me mm. after running us for so long i knew that that environment wasn't good for me and also mm. i had an inkling that something was going to change where maybe the the jobs that i would do in the past wouldn't be safe anymore so I wanted to first help myself and then also be able to help other people. Mm. So I started a hypnotherapy course that wow. helped me greatly with my own kind of anxieties, thoughts, self-sabotage, creating the mindset and the relaxation, more importantly, for me to be able to really reflect what was going on in my life, what was wrong in my life, and actually step into that powerful person that you guys see today mm. and be confident clearer vision and actually have a meaningful mission and a purpose to actually carry on so oh. i did a lot of work with um, men's health charities suicide awareness charities oh. um just to promote talking it's hilarious that all my school reports would say terry talks too much or people might think that high energy highly strung um maybe a bit of a pain in the ass sometimes doesn't shut up so why not get paid to speak but first, we have to learn how to move through and how to grow through life and the problems that have kept us quiet. You know, those days when you don't go to the gym, turning that negative inside voice into a positive one. And that's when I found Kanga Mortar because mm. it became very apparent to me that I didn't just need to help people with hypnotherapy or to live a healthy and meaningful life myself. If I wasn't able to be effectively communicating that to other people, I wouldn't be able to help anyone. And in the, the turbulent times which some people knew were kind of about to arrive back then in 2019, the digital marketing industry was start and the coaching and mentoring education industry, all that self-improvement, it was booming. And it was really starting to go somewhere. Mm. And I remember 
those years before me me realizing that I didn't just need someone to help me train harder. I needed someone to help me sort my mindset out. So mm. I got with some people that wanted to make a real everlasting change for themselves and others. And with a mission to re-educate people and to make coaching and mentoring become as popular as having a personal trainer or even a gym membership that you don't use. <laughs> <laughs> and along found this product, this community of people that were going to help me to be a very good, effective digital marketer and effective communicator using Facebook ads. Mm. And also being in a circle of people that are crushing their industries, whether it be network marketing or some mm. um, digital marketing aspect with community base, you know, selling products, services for other people, even themselves. Mm. I thought I'll do a I'll do a smash and grab. I'd get in this community, I'd learn some bits and pieces and mm. I'd get out. But then I discovered what the actual products and service that they were giving to people, not only mentoring them on mindset and basically giving them a hand down, teaching it back. So people wouldn't get stuck in the law of attraction bullshit that I call it in lack in the lower chakras and the lower energy vibrations. They're starting to expand to help them do that as quickly as possible. Mm. So obviously we know that we can't force everything and we have to be coachable ourselves. Mm. So I was open to learning about what these water machines back then mm. um, could actually do for people. And, of course, mm. if you travel a lot or you've lived abroad, you know that buying plastic bottles of water and having filters and all this is, this is an everyday thing outside of certain countries which are mm. gifted with having um, tapid water. But I was always sceptical of the tapid water because of, you know, you hear things, don't you, and about the corrosion in pipes and occasionally mm. there's a, a leakage or there's a contamination. But then I started to hang around with people that were real into, you know, some people to say truth and conspiracy almost, but a lot of what they were saying was ringing true, mm. ringing true about the actual state and the standard of the water and even the foods and the chemicals which are in absolutely everything and what we're putting into our bodies. Mm. So someone that was on that health journey and knowing that I didn't want to be someone that was labelled certain things and be medicated to try and regulate my own chemistry, physical mm. and the biochemistry, I needed to understand it a lot more. Mm. So going from a, a person that would drink most days, that those coping mechanisms and the masks that we wear were rife. Mm. And I had no awareness of any of it. Mm -mm. until I slowly started peeling those layers of myself back mm. and then something would stop me mm. and then you would push forward again and something else would stop me mm. so I kind of thought well I can't actually help anybody to be health healthy and with a good mindset unless I've kind of ironed through these things myself yes and also not knowing that my health wasn't brilliant and I had to have a spinal in, uh, spinal surgery that then was Afterwards, a good friend of both of ours, Dr. Tan, having turbo acupuncture, going down a more holistic route because after eight years in the medical system, bankrupting myself first privately and then relying on the, 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 the wonderful NHS when it works for you. But when you're lost in the system and with you know certain ways you have to just kind of wait helplessly, I really understood why people struggle more with mindset and their mm. mental health due to mm. um deliberate deliberating mm. problems with their health mm. and 
it started me thinking actually everything in business and everything that we're so indoctrinated to go for mm. is all very fear-based it's all a bit lacking mm. and it's all to do with us lacking the things that we want that's right and so our mindset and our health was actually more important than anything that's and I felt this invisible mission of mine that was mm. you have to become the the person that you never thought you would the person that you maybe even would have turned your nose up years mm. before with mm. not being materialistic not mm. wasting frivolously money on rounds of drinks to please people to try and be liked not to get drunk and to mask my own pain or even be aware of it yeah so I took some time out wow and after a couple of years I've uh I've emerged, as it were, healthier and and, and betterly knowing. Mm. But that's taken certain chunks of having to really condition myself, whether it be learning my body, learning what works, what doesn't work for me, trying new things, and just realising some basic back-to-origins truths about how we need to be hydrated. Mm. It's essential. But also we need to relax. We need to stop doing this whole work-life balance thing and realise mm there was never a balance to have. We're just here to live. Mm. And so much of the words, the language, the vibration that we're at, mm. what we actually contribute to and the, the language we use in having yeah. to do certain things, mm. it's, um, it's not rocket science. Once you start doing ever sl slight little things differently, mm. the way we yeah. think about one thing, the way we take action towards another, what we say no to. That's right. About That's being right. selfish. Mm. Right, so so obviously you really completely turn around, isn't it? So one way, you know, now you're like, you know, you've gone to the opposite way. Everything is great. You've changed your mindset. You are growing. You're like the onions. You peel off all these different layers and getting clearer and clearer in your vision, your mission and what you're doing. So why did you choose Kangin Water? What well, made you decide that this is it? This is my mission. This is why I'm going to go down this route. It's because I, of course, because you so really believe in it. So what made you choose Kangin Water? When I was watching this, um, this webinar, web class, a video training to basically explain about certain businesses and affiliate marketing and the difference between these people's business. It, one, it was high ticket. And so I was just like, okay, what does that mean? And then they started showing you what these certain products were and what they could do, the testimony. And I remembered being sat on runways, being on holidays and seeing all of these pallets of these massive five to nine litre bottles that we'd have to have a couple of each day in Spain, let alone when you go to lots of Indonesia and things like that. I mean, they must do the same thing. You certainly won't drink the water there from a, from a tap. And I remember thinking, they say to us that even on a hot day, if you've got your water in the car, don't drink it if the water gets warm in the bottle because of microplastics. This was just before... Well, microplastic, yeah. Yeah, just before the BPE-friendly stuff started coming in and people started screaming, um, you know, blue murder about things like the problems yeah. with microplastics, but let alone the ever-growing problem, which is still a major problem in the oceans with, to yeah. do with plastics and consumables. Mm -hmm. They were putting plastic tax on things, supermarkets, and which is an absolute joke, the whole recycling and the global warming.
performing effort as such because most of it is profit over people. However, the company that Enagic that make and there's the technology and the Japanese company behind these machines, their work ethic, their sustainability, their zero waste management movement, mm. the, the ethic of them not being greedy in the sense of they they're all about putting back into the distribution of their product they want to have people that are going to share the water they want to help people get healthier and wealthier they then don't want to penalize people or have marketing and advertising campaigns they just truly believe that the people and the product will sell itself so for 50 years um this company has just been growing and growing and there's still a tiny, tiny percentage of the market when it comes to water systems, ionizers, and even the education around it. So I'd remembered seeing all these, a flashback of all these waters being sat on these runways. And I remember all the amount of money that I would spend when I was abroad. Every mm. time I'd go in somewhere, I'd be spending a euro 50 on a bottle of water as well as having a beer or coffee or whatever it might be. I'd always have free drinks, funny enough. I used to say I'd have an adult drink, a, a kid's drink and a water wherever I went. So I knew that actually I'm going to be someone that is going to travel. I am someone that is mindful of my health and water is something that I've always drank. Mm. I've always boiled a kettle when I've been abroad. I've filtered it. I've done something with it. I've always been mindful of it. Before I basically did the the Kangen, well, before getting on the Kangen lifestyle, mm. I was drinking a lot of green tea. So I'd filter my water, put lemon and green tea. So I wanted the antioxidants. Mm. Now, certain things we know about Kangen water, about it being uh, ultra hydration, mineral rich, antioxidant rich, micro custard for uh, ultra absorption. It's electrolyzed rather than a chemical process. So when you see smart water and these other waters that say they're 9.5 pH, that's done by a chemical process. So as soon as it hits your body, it's basically um, acidic again. But with Kangen water, it doesn't change. It, it helps to change you at a cellular level. How, and how there's different types of water. So the machine, how what what are the system inside that alkalinize the water? It's a patented system and it's got eight platinum plates in its flagship machine, the K8. And so the water passes through the uh, past the plates and the plates create electrolyzed reduced water that's the science behind the water so it's a water ionizer which alkalizes the water so it's not alkaline it's alkalized difference being is it's an electronic process so the water is actually like electrified like it would be back to origins um, true health there's five places i remember one being lourdes in france where people go on pyramid pilgrimages and it's classed as holy water or magic water healing waters what kangen's done is actually replicated this miracle water mm. so not only can you drink the water but you can use the water through having that chemical process you can turn it from a, an acidic water to an alkaline water and different ph is in between for different uses whether or not you want it for your skin. And I've had a couple of very nasty accidents where I didn't use creams or chemicals. And I literally just use a 2.5 water, which is can be used for, as a disinfectant and a cleaner. And I also used a 6.0 beauty water, which is a toner and helps to replenish your skin hydration. And I use that and in 12 days. I went from having, which would have been 
a very, very nasty scar and, and left mark on my face to it being good as a new. So tight, in fact, actually, when I squint my eyes, I kind of wish that I had something similar on the other side so that it levels out. Um, but it's amazing what this... Another good thing to say about the water with its micro-clustering, and that's the science behind how the water is transformed. If you imagine a football net, and you're kicking the footballs through the net. And that's water. That's the molecular structure of the water right now. That's how big it is. But by putting it through that electronic process, it like turns them into golf balls. So therefore, it's ultra hydration, so it can get to the, your body at a cellular level. And we're we're batteries. We're energy ourselves, right? So we mm. need to be drinking alive water. We need to be drinking fruits and vegetables that were alive. And that's the problem with a lot of us. Back to health origins. Back to origins is purely, you know, we're the only people on the planet that goes on a diet. You know, the one thing that's rotting more so than anything else is our mindset. The biggest addiction other than sugar is overthinking. It's the cause of so much fear, so much stress. Of mm. course, that all comes from somewhere. We won't get into that because that's deep psychology and therapy, which mm. we, we, we talk about another time. But mm. The basis of the health is wealth mm. and knowing certain ways to just habitually change our the way we speak and think and feel in our own bodies and connect to our bodies. Mm. We've got everything we need that mm. abundance, not to overeat, not to stretch our stomachs, not to, you know, just say no sometimes or overindulging mm. and the whole alcohol thing. I'm not perfect. I, you know, the problem with, with which I say now is, is I always like to drink. The problem is, is after having that lifestyle for so many years, um, I can never get to the place that I wanted or want to get to. So I knew that by helping people with their own sobriety and by supporting those charities, that even sort of drinking water and, and making more healthier choices um, is a no-brainer. Yeah, mm. it's not fun at times. Yeah. And okay, we can all go and let, let loose, but if we're so if we're so so you know fixated on saving the planet and our economic footprint and and all this well we're a body of water we're basically mm. a battery on charge we need to learn how to fully charge ourselves we need to know how to do that we need to know how to self-regulate our emotions and change mm. our state and a lot of that can attribute to the chemicals and the consumption of water drinks and different foods, which, quite frankly, it's not food. Mm. It's not alive. It's all dead. And so yeah, that's what's yeah. that doing to our bodies. That's right, yeah. Can I ask you, so obviously you've seen all these things that has happened to yourself, and you've used Kanging water for many years now. So what are the difference it has made to your life? Well, it's not only a physical one. Because of being around like-minded people and people that are more open-minded um expansive especially with um you know real life stuff not just you know digital marketing making money a lot of the kind of the feely woo-woo stuff comes into play is about us making right choices mm. so if we're making choices and living it every single day by what we choose to consume in mm. our water in our mindset that's mm. actually going to help with everything else because we can't you know you can't thrive when you're dead right Mm. So, so you did so you did the spiritual side and then now um you've had the physical side so the physical side some what are some of the evidence you've seen 
I remember when I first drank, you have to go through almost like a set, you know, awareness in the semi detox because your body's in acidosis. Most people's are. Mm. So it's like when you first start doing breath work properly and you start oxygenating your blood, you're like, oh, I'm getting high on my own supply. It's the same thing with your body. The first thing you're going to do when you start drinking kanga and water back to origins is it's going to take a while to go through that process. So you'll start on like a lower pH. And sometimes some people might get a headache or something because you're basically in detox. Didn't happen to me. So I quickly went from the like eight, not the eight, um, eight pH through to 8.5, nine to 9.5 within a week, like three days on each one. Then I went to my gym and I started realizing to the two profound things to do with physical fitness. I was hitting my personal best, my PBs. I was bound out. It was like when I used to take creatine or uh, post-workout drinks. I had a couple of extra shots in the in the barrel, as it were, as they used to say. Like you can get a couple more reps out. Um, I didn't sweat when I was doing my cardio, and I started realizing very soon afterwards with certain foods. Like if I ate onions, I would smell more. So I started realizing not only that I was you know stripping myself of all these chemicals and stuff in my body and detoxing i was even more aware of what i was then putting in on the back end of it so many years before i'd stopped drinking sugar that's a hard that's a hard you know pill to swallow at times giving up sugar a bit like smoking coffee but then i started thinking okay well what else do i need to not be doing and by drinking and knowing that you're drinking enough water a lot of the time you're not hungry you're actually thirsty so mm. i'd always make sure that i was drinking and staying hydrated correctly yeah. it was a bit of a double-edged sword for me because i had a problem where um i have a problem where i have to if i need to go to the toilet i've got to go and this is mm. a byproduct that's still being investigated now to do with nerve damage spine and it's one thing that's kind of held me up um at times because now i know if i'm going to an event or something just don't drink loads of water right and you may have noticed i am the person that sits at the back of the room and i'm in and out like in and out going to the toilet all the time and that's um and that's just just my life now to be fair as a uh, security advisor doorman and a publican a dj you can hide that really well it's not until you're sat on a zoom call or doing a presentation for 90 minutes and you start thinking oh i remember I got this this wee problem, so I knew that just by following the science, as they say, <laughs> following the science with spirituality and science, listening to how we connect with our bodies at a cellular level with positive reinforcing language, um, there's nothing we can't heal. So if we set ourselves up to thrive, our bodies to thrive in homeostasis in a less stressful environment, we won't create the dis-ease and disease and mutations in our body. So mm. I thought to myself, well, the, the one damn thing I can really make sure I'm doing is not drinking alcohol, making sure I'm drinking enough water. And I then discovered cacao. So I started to wean away from having coffee as well to the mm. point where as a restaurateur, loved my coffee. I was a bit of a coffee, coffee snob mm. really, you know, mm. doing a little, bells and whistles before the old mm. barris and stuff got really popular mm. and i thought this is all thanks to kangan being around mm. people being around the the people that 
I mean, I get taken the piss out of all the time when I'm the person that leaves and I've got a suitcase that's just got like 15 litres of water in it. I'm taking a rucksack I've brought with me because it takes my can- I take my can and water with me because if I didn't take it with me, I wouldn't go on the trip. Simple. Mm, and even wow. though my other home's got the, the machine, other people won't go like on a, um, a weekend away and take the water with them. And I'm kind of like, well, that's the first thing. These days, it's like, have I got my Kangen water? Have I got you this? Bring the water filter with you. I do. I do. You so do. that's why when I turn up at events, I've got that like black massive bottle, which is with me, and I'm topping up my bottle from it. And someone say, oh, do you want water? I say, no, thanks. I've got my own. So it's still like people look at me like mm. I'm a bit weird because I'm like, no, I drink this water and not that water. And uh, people don't put a lot of... Um, you know, a lot of importance on it I think really we're 75% water mm. and I like to say to people when I first did some trainings especially with young people we like going swimming don't we we love that and we have a lot of baggage a lot of heaviness in our lives emotionally mm. whether it be relationships people chores things we've got to do um, things conditions that we've got to kind of you know responsibilities but one one just easy responsibility we have we see our body like a pool of water Everything mm. that goes into that pool of water, what does your swimming pool now look like? So everyone paints that picture in their heads, and I bet most people's, it looks green, it looks dark, it looks murky. But the point, the kicker is, you wouldn't swim in it. But we are so much of our bodies. Mm. And it really is mind over matter. Mm. Matter, obviously, the metaphysical, when mm. everything's to do with our creation of thoughts. Mm. Mm. But every cell in our body being electrolyzed. And if we're going to take steps to actually be the best version of ourselves in health and mm. move and train our bodies, the one thing that people don't tend to think too much about is how we breathe, mm. the amount of rest, the sleep that we get. Mm. But we're not even in the slightest bit interested in hydration. Mm. If we don't breathe and we don't put water in our bodies, mm. we might as well just give up now. That's yeah. number one. Number two. And so I thought it's not all about the money. It's not all about creating wealth. That's not what the company's about. It's, it's about being the product of the product, sharing yeah. that journey with That's others, right. but doing yeah. it for the people you care and love. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I remember you mentioned a lot on your list what have changed. I remember you said your skin is so good, so youthful, and uh, and then they talk about, you mentioned about the cuts on your face. And what about, uh, you said, um, what about your spine? Did it help cure your spine? Well, I'm having another, having more MRI scans done recently at the moment. So we'll see how that looks compared to when the op was done three years ago. Good. You know, on paper, they say, no, it can't heal itself. But I know, and you'll probably be aware in the work of Joey Dispenser and other um, holistic and people in a healing space, you know, can cancer can't thrive in certain environments you can heal yourself if you're into like you know energy frequency vibration the resonance um there's a lot more to us than meets the eye there's a lot more power we hold within ourselves yeah i've got a dear friend actually that god you know god you know bless the universe that he's still walking around but his lifestyle and the, the cancer that he's had and what have you you know it's not by chance it's not just by you know m- don't get me wrong i'm not completely anti-pharma medical surgery i wouldn't 
be where I am now without the you know the surgeon that helped me. But coupled with belief, mm. coupled with good habits, coupled with um, plant medicine and healing, and that's my name originates. Wart is the name that you put on the back end of any plant that is healing. Mm. So now, for growing up with the name Wart um, is a bit unfortunate. Um, now it doesn't seem like an unhappy accident that you know it's, I'm, it's your name i'm starting my conscious collective my league of holistic entrepreneurs to help with their digital journeys as well as how we can use health wellness words to to create that water to resonate and heal ourselves wonderful so healing it's all it's all thanks to me mm. for meeting the people on the journey to learn how to market and learn how to talk and learn how to not be so excitable in a crowd and mm. uh, you know we have to change our environment mm. so Just so like terry so with regards to obviously the alkaline water so tell me a bit more why alkaline water is so important well cancer can't thrive in an alkaline environment cancer also can't thrive with certain sound frequencies cancer in my opinion is probably one of the things which has always been closer to a cure like medically now than what they'll ever admit to because of the funding um i think it's a wonderful thing what people can be healed from and helped obviously sometimes someone needs to have certain uh, um treatments certain you know radiation therapy and stuff like that mm. but then there's that other side of the fence when people have been told that they there is no help for them when they've changed some things, whether it be some funky punch and all post, which is like heart plant medicine. But the fact in which they believe and they've managed to heal is, is you know, that's where the proof is. Mm. So creating that environment in our bodies to thrive. And it's, it's quite upsetting for me when I've known people to have passed away from cancer and through alcoholism and things like that and see what, what it does to the body. My granddad, for instance, is someone that's suffering with Alzheimer's and dementia. And it's now more of a precedent about us being so solution-focused. And I love solution-focused hypnotherapy, don't get me wrong. I think it's the best of the 240-odd modalities there are for certain reasons. Mm. But preventatory care you know, is always going to be better serving to everything. a solution after it because it's harder to fix a problem when we tend to mask over it with modern um, modern science and pharmaceuticals where if we yeah. get ahead of the problem and the prevention is in not putting it in our bodies in the first place. Mm. Um, stress is the major one. So I don't, I don't think it's by, I, I don't think it's a coincidence how, how we, you know, we're, we're basically, we're in a society, we're in a world right now that we've never had to work so hard for so little. Mm. We've never cared so much what we don't have just to mm. fit in. We've never had to pay so much to live here just to survive. Mm. And as well as we've all been taught to, you know, be, you know, firm lipped and, you know, good on you and well done, well done. The truth is, it's wrong. We shouldn't be so fixated on having to kill ourselves to live. We shouldn't mm. have, you know, all these resources around us, yet we eat so poorly. We've That's never right. been so rich but so sick in the mm. same sentence. That's right. So what's at fault comes yeah. back to the education, 
what we believe and what we're taught essentially mm. and we're about free now into our fourth generation of, of children of victims survivors bringing up more ch- ch- children which essentially haven't haven't actually grown up yet mm. and haven't had the emotional intelligence to actually have a bit more life understanding or being humbled and beaten down so much that they learn to surrender and let go and things now I mean I you know I love the internet I Mm. really do I Mm. think AI the internet and everything there's a lot of dangers with it but if used Mm. in the right way like anything like even our food our diets our mindset there Mm. is a balance to it Mm. but when it comes to a work-life balance Mm. we're killing ourselves and Mm. paying for all this stuff that we don't even need that's right so I didn't think it was a coincidence that I one bankrupted myself to on my own self-development journey um then to in essence became homeless because it was like well how can I (laughs) how can I justify having to work in these horrible jobs and environments for horrible people doing horrible things so that I can pay for something that I'm not even there. Mm. Or when I look at it now, it's crazy how much money I would spend on say like the drinks after work to then Mm. get to sleep and then feel like Mm. crap the next day and squeeze out a quick sweat session in the gym to go back to do it all over again. Mm. And community is lost for society within that society. We've got Mm. a lot of people that have got a lot of bad habits. That's right. And people think that they're doing it strong on their own. Mm. I think we need to get rid of some of that. Yeah. Go yeah. back to some simple it's, stuff and help each other out a bit more and come come together. It's good that you have discovered this and obviously a lot of people turn to you. You've got a big followers of people who's obviously learning from you, not just the Kang in water, but again, you know, lifestyle in general, the mindsets. So so what would be your um advice on how to reduce stress sleep more sleep more good sleep more most of the time the people are stressed out about things that aren't going to happen anything anyway and some of those things are out of our control Mm. so i think sometimes worrying too much about things we don't have control over is you know it's a lot of us are empaths a lot of us care a lot one Mm. thing that's really been a president to me in my even spiritual journey mm. was learning to care less. Mm, sometimes I would get stressed out because of how much my sister and my mum care, love, want to protect me. But where their love and protection's coming from is actually holding me back. So I'd have to say thank you, but no thank you. Mm. And be like, I have to care less. I have to care less that you guys are all vaccinated and believe certain things. I have to care less that I put so much pressure on myself to make sure that I'm going to have a strong future because I feel like I'm going to be the last one here with all the babies and the grandkids. So I'm like, well, I need to care less about those things because, you know, you care too much about what truths and what could and what couldn't happen. You drive yourself crazy, Mm. turn you into a schizophrenic. (laughs) So the paradox of life being we have to prepare ourselves for the worst whilst hoping for the best. And have faith in the best because hope, mm. you know, hope's a bit weak. I think I like a bit of faith because you picture it when you have faith. Mm. It's not just words. It's not just like, how are you? I'm fine. You know, mm. it's what's being good. Suddenly you've got to think. You've got to think and you've got to respond rather than just react. 
and so much of us are, are stuck on loop. If we can start getting ourselves out of those loops and those patterns, mm. you're not just going to repeat the 60 mm. to 90,000 thoughts you had the day before, mm. which 90% of them were negative. Mm. Most, most of them aren't yours. Mm. So we've become very, very good self-sabotages. We are the abusers and the victims in our own lives most of the time. Mm. That's right, yeah. And we think we have to hold on to things. Mm. But a lot of the things we hold on to, the material stuff, the relationships that don't work, is mm. bollocks. We're choosing that stuff. That's right. Yeah, we're choosing it. Yeah, we're suffering. creating it. Self-induced suffering. Yeah, because you know it's a bit much for a lot of people when you, you sort of say, "Oh, we're creating things and we're choosing or losing." But you know, it's not a it rocket science as a formula to just to break it down to like, "What are we? Why are we here? We don't know." Mm. Oh, we just got to live, eat, crap, have kids, buy cars and houses, and die. It's like that. That's that's a bit too simple, isn't it? Really, mm. and then we start looking into more about our origins and our true history, that's and it becomes mind-boggling. And it's like, well, I just want to buy a farm and live in a tree, and like just grow my own vegetables and just stay out of this. You know, there's far too much magic and too, far too, too much too lies, much stress. That's right. Okay, so Terry, so with regards to everything you've shared, is so much of value in there. So what would be the one advice uh, that you will give to my audience, given that you've said so much? So one advice that you say, listen, this is what you should do. What would it be? Don't eat four hours before going to bed. And the oh. reason being is our guts are, our, well, it's actually our second biggest brain. Our hearts are first, but we won't go there just now. <laughs> guts your second. We have a thing called intuition. And also mm. most of our hormones and mm. feel-good chemicals are produced in our tummies. Mm. So if we're literally full of shit, we're going to be full of shit. <laughs> so let me reframe that. <laughs> if you don't eat three to four hours before going to bed, your stomach is not digesting food. Therefore, you can send your body into a proper cycle because you think thousands, millions of years ago, we would have basically gone to bed shortly after it got dark because it wasn't safe for us. And then as soon as it's light, we'd be going out and foraging and doing stuff. So we would actually naturally fast. Now, we've been taught to eat breakfast, which is break fast. But that's actually not good for us. I know you've got to send your kids and they've got to have five bloody meals a day every time you stop. The kids want something to eat and they want to be free courses. However, we're indoctrinated from a young age to overeat. Mm. to work break work break mm. this is not good for us my friends no so number one for restorative sleep and that is your number one breathing and sleep restorative sleep because whilst you're asleep we have REM sleep rapid eye movement mm. a bit like a D, bit like a computer having to download files this allows us 20 percent of our sleep pattern because it's exhausting for our bodies to basically process things that have happened during the day things that have pissed us off things that need to let go of the things that we're going to wake up thinking about first thing in the morning so we didn't actually process them mm. but when it becomes too much that becomes kind of disruptive in our physical body it's like a stress bucket that overfills that's mm. why you notice you can't sleep very well you might wake up and you'll be exhausted but you're knackered but you can't sleep mm. these are all signs that you've basically got too much stress mm. so we want all these great feel-goods chemicals to be re reduced in our healing restorative sleep patterns mm. the way we do that is from our stomach if it's not got food to digest it's going to do that far more effectively 
And you ever notice if you have a load of food before you go to bed, you wake up hungry again. So That's we need right. to regulate and educate our stomachs to eat less and then have decent hydration, chug loads of water in the morning because you've been yep. asleep for eight hours. You should have eight hours. You need eight hours. And don't skip her on that because if you have less sleep, you'll be have a less of a life at the end of it. That's right. Um, you need to drink water. Mm. You wake up and have your toast and your this and your bacon sandwiches and whatever. You're basically a dried up prune. And then we wonder why when we're like 45, you know, people are starting to die off in your social groups. People are like succumb to the alcoholism or the stress of not seeing their kids because of bad breakups and losing houses. And they're still having to work, paying for more stuff. Mm. And then so there's no such thing. It's like a, a scam saying we'll have a retirement and a pension because, well, you know, what sound of life you're going to get when you get there? Mm. You know, you, and with inflation, you've got no chance. Mm. so sleep sleep well now rest well now or you'll rest longer sooner later <laughs> thank you so much terry for all your advice you know so what you've said is i completely agree because i do intermittent fasting and i also did a long fast of 40 44 hours and i had so much energy right i think uh we're gonna stop here terry and uh, it's been a pleasure